Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Asian Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Meghla Bhardwaj, and on today's episode, I'm going solo, and I want to talk about a really important topic, which is how to find the China supplier that's right for your business. Now, of course, most of you are going to be doing private label, and you're going to be sourcing products from either China or India. And one of the most important things that's going to really determine the quality of the product that you source and your whole sourcing experience is the supplier that you've chosen. If you have chosen the right supplier, if you've vetted the supplier, um, you know, correctly right at the beginning of the sourcing process, it makes the entire sourcing process very, very easy and smooth. And so a lot really depends on how you vet and choose your supplier. So there are a couple of things that I want to talk about today that will help you choose the right supplier. Now, before you start looking for suppliers on supplier websites like Global Sources or Alibaba, one of the most important things that you need to do is define your ideal supplier. Now, what does this exactly mean, define your ideal supplier? Now, it's really easy to you know, find a list of suppliers on a supplier directory or um, uh, you know, on a B2B website, but the challenge that you will face is really to narrow down the supplier that's right for your specific requirements. Now, you're an importer, you're a buyer, and only you know what kind of supplier is suitable for you based on your unique situation. So defining your ideal supplier will really save you a lot of time uh, during the selection process because you can, you can very quickly eliminate candidates that don't meet your requirements. So let's, uh, let's take a look at some of the criteria that you need to keep in mind while defining your ideal supplier. So the first and foremost thing that you need to decide is what kind of supplier type you want to source from. So you want to decide upfront whether you want to go directly to a factory or you want to source from a trading company or do you want to use the services of a sourcing agent. So let me quickly uh, try to define the four types of companies uh, that you can really source from. So first of all is a factory or a manufacturer. And so this is of course the company that actually makes the product. And um, you know going directly to the factory has its own pros and cons. So first of all when you go directly to a factory you can potentially get lower prices. And especially as your order volumes increase you can negotiate for lower prices with the factory. And then, um, you know, making modifications to the product is more efficient because um, you communicate directly with the factory and you can also, you know, communicate with the engineers at the factory. Um, but this can also be more time consuming because, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of communication involved with the factory and then there's a time difference that really slows down communication and decision making. and um, you know, if you don't want the hassle of talking directly to a supplier, you can also consider using a third-party agent or a service provider in China. 
And of course, the language barrier is also an issue sometimes. You know, some factories are not that good at communicating with foreign buyers and they don't have a lot of English speaking staff. Um, but typically, you know, all suppliers have like English speaking sales staff, but of course, the level of English varies. Um, generally, companies in the southern province of, let's say, Guangdong, uh, you know, they have better English skills because of the proximity to Hong Kong uh, than suppliers, say, in the provinces of Zhejiang or Fujian or some of the other inland provinces. Um, so just keep that in mind while you're looking for suppliers. Um, also, some factories will not accept low MOQs at all or, you know, they might not customize your product for a small order. So if you're just starting off, you could also consider sourcing from a trading company, uh, especially if you're just looking for small MOQs as, as you want to maybe test products. Okay, so that's, you know, manufacturers. Now let's talk about trading companies. What exactly are trading companies in China and what are the pros and cons of sourcing from a trading company? So you've got to keep in mind that in China, there's no clear line between you know, manufacturers and trading companies. Sometimes manufacturers have their own factories for certain products, but they might trade in other product categories. That's very common. Or some trading companies might have, uh, you know, invested in a factory and, or they might even own some factories. So it's kind of a mix of a trading company or and, and a manufacturer. But typically, Trading companies, they buy products from factories and they, they sell these products to importers. And sometimes they also keep products in stock um, or they get products made at factories, you know, whenever there is an order. In some cases, trading companies can actually offer you a better, uh, better service overall because they have, they invest a lot more on, you know, customer service and their, uh, their staff are generally better at communicating and better, you know, with English because that's what they really focus on, uh, you know, providing good service to buyers. Um, also, they might be better at, uh, at marketing themselves, you know, they may have better websites and better catalogs. Um, in some cases, you know, trading companies, they may have lower MOQs for, for standard or no brand products because they're buying these products in high volume from various factories and they're stocking the product and then they're selling them forward to, you know, a number of importers. So an example would be something like, um, you know, like a fidget spinner in a, in a white box, in a plain white box. Also, uh, because trading companies work with multiple factories, they might be able to offer a wide range of products and they might be able to launch new products more often. So that's something to keep in mind. That's uh, an advantage working with trading companies. Um, you know, you may be able to get a bigger catalog with more product categories from that trading company. Um, there are some disadvantages of sourcing from a trading company. So first of all, um, in some cases, you may be paying a higher price for the product because the trading company adds their own profit. Uh, but if the trading company is, you know, large and well-established, they might be able to secure lower prices from the factory um, that they are working with because they have, 
a better relationship with the factory and you know they're ordering larger volumes and they've been sourcing from the factory for a long time so they have more leverage over the factory um, also if your product needs to be customized it may be more difficult to communicate your requirements to the factory via the trading company especially if it's uh, you know like a technical product that you're developing and and your contact at the trading company does not understand the product uh, really well. So ultimately, you know, whether you source from a manufacturer or a trading company, what you want is for them to be very transparent with you and tell you very clearly whether or not they manufacture the product you are specifically looking for. So this is really important to keep in mind because a lot of companies, even though they are manufacturers and um, you know they, they offer a wide range of products, they may not be manufacturing all of the products in-house. So if you want to source from a manufacturer, make sure to confirm with them that they manufacture the product that you are looking for. Okay, um, so that's about trading companies. Now let's talk about sourcing agents. So if, if you don't want to source directly from a factory because it sounds like, because it's too much work and, you know, you want to focus on other aspects of your business and you want to outsource sourcing to somebody else, you can, um, you can get the help of, you know, a commission-based sourcing agent. So these agents uh, can help you identify and verify suppliers and they can facilitate communication with their factory and their fees can range anywhere from you know three percent to ten percent of the of the order value um, just keep in mind that sometimes agents get paid by both sides you know the supplier and the buyer so it's it's common and there's no way to really tell if an agent will be paid by a by, by the supplier but just keep that in mind you can also consider sourcing from a sourcing service provider. These are similar to sourcing agents, but they can help you with the entire sourcing process from um, you know, supplier identification to negotiation, quality control management, logistics, shipment, and all of the other sourcing related matters. So a sourcing service provider can actually um, you know, relieve your stress by managing the entire process for you. And some of the uh, sourcing companies nowadays, they really understand the needs of Amazon and online sellers and FBA requirements, and they offer customized packages for uh, you know Amazon sellers. And many of these companies nowadays in China, they are managed by Westerners, so you know it can be easier to communicate with them uh, rather than communicating directly with a factory. But of course, there are you know costs associated with uh, with the services that these companies provide, and um, some of them work on a flat rate model rather than a commission based model. So, for example, they will charge you know about a uh, thousand or fifteen hundred dollars for sourcing one product, or you know two thousand dollars for sourcing two products. Okay, so those are the you know four types of companies that you can source from uh, in China. Now, one question that we really uh, I get asked very often is how to identify manufacturers, whether you're sourcing online or whether you're at uh, you know a trade show. 
So when you're searching online, you know, of course, look for the word manufacturer on their business license, especially on if you're on a B2B website like Global Sources or Alibaba, you know, that their business license is displayed on the website. And this tells you that they have been licensed by the government to set up a factory. But again, make sure that they are manufacturing the product that you are specifically looking for because sometimes factories can produce some products in-house and they may source other products from other companies, so they may trade in other products. Um, also, you know, when you're at a trade show or even when you're looking at suppliers online, look at the product range on display on their website or at their booth in an exhibition. So typically, manufacturers specialize in specific product categories that are made of similar materials or have similar production processes. For example, um, if you see a supplier that offers, you know, 50 different products made of silicon, then you can then you can say with some confidence that this company is a manufacturer because it 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 offers all types of products made from silicon, which is, you know, like all its products are made from one material. Um, trading companies, on the other hand, they tend to offer a wider range of products that are made from different materials. You know, they could be offering maybe wooden products or uh, stainless steel or or silicon products. So, and also when you're at a trade show, you know, just ask them. You're talking to them face to face, and so they're generally they're less likely to mislead you or to lie to you on your face. And um, you know, generally suppliers at trade shows are considered more high quality and they're you know more trustworthy because they're they're putting themselves out there in front of buyers so um, you know if possible I would really encourage you to go down to a trade show in Hong Kong or China or you know um, also go to EWU to source products directly but uh, it's it's really very it's a different experience when you're sourcing in person also if you can you know try to visit the factory of uh, the supplier that you're sourcing from or get a third party factory audit done to confirm that they are a manufacturer. Of course when you're starting out maybe a factory audit uh, would be out of your budget so this is more for when you're kind of scaling your business. So there are also some other advantages of visiting a factory apart from due diligence. So first of all you're developing a relationship with the supplier. Um, you know, when you're sourcing from China or India, it's really important to develop a good relationship with your supplier and build trust. And second, you're also getting to see what other products they offer. You know, most uh, factories will have a showroom where literally hundreds and thousands of products are on display. And um, the supplier, of course, might not have posted all of these products on their website. So when you're visiting a factory, you have an advantage over other sellers that are only sourcing online because you potentially have access to all of these products that other sellers are not seeing online. Okay, so now let's move on to the second most important criteria when you're selecting a supplier. Um, for your business. So this is regulatory compliance. Now this is really important if you're selling in the US or Europe. So before you start contacting suppliers, you have to 
identify the certifications that are required for your product and you have to make sure you work with suppliers that can meet those requirements. Now keep in mind that the importer, not the China manufacturer, is responsible for ensuring that all products are compliant and that all documentation is complete. And Amazon is in fact becoming more strict nowadays about product quality and safety. Based on the market that you are exporting to, make sure that they are able to meet the specific requirements um, for that market. And if you're not sure about your about the country's you know regulations about the product that you're ex importing, uh, you can always contact a third-party inspection agency such as uh, Kima, and they can actually tell you what are the requirements for uh, your specific product. So this is really very important, especially if you're importing a product, um, you know, like a kid's product or something that uh, uh, is topical. So regulatory compliance, that's the second most important criteria when you're selecting a supplier for um, your business. Now the third thing to keep in mind is export market. So this is a really, an, this is another very important criteria. You should ensure that the supplier has experience exporting to the country that uh, you're importing into. Uh, this is because the quality standards vary from region to region and country to country. So if a supplier that exports to, let's say, uh, you know, only Africa, they might not understand the quality requirements of Europe or the U.S. or Australia. So make sure to ask the supplier if they have experience exporting to your um, export market. Okay, and another thing to consider is location. So China is a really big country and uh, most products are manufactured in cities on um, China's eastern coastline but different areas often specialize in different product categories. So um, and if you're buying the product from the wrong region then um, you may have a price or a quality disadvantage. So specific areas specialize in manufacturing certain types of products and these products would generally have a more um, well-developed supply chain for that specific product. So generally speaking, the south of China around Guangzhou and Shenzhen, uh, these are uh, also known as the Pearl River Delta region and these, uh, this area specializes in high-tech products or electronics products and the infrastructure in this area is really very advanced and this makes things like you know transportation quite affordable and also uh, the supply chains uh, for electronics products are highly developed over here so sourcing components raw materials packaging materials equ equipment etc for manufacturing you know um, electronics products is very easy because uh, there is a massive concentration of manufacturing in this area. And so it's, so this is the best place to manufacture complex or high-tech goods. And uh, similarly, you know, there's another city in Zhejiang province called Ningbo where household appliances and plastic products are manufactured. And similarly, there are other cities that uh, specialize in you know, garments or apparel. There's a city that does that. That's that specializes in socks, and um, you know. So you, this is something that you have to really keep in mind. Now, let's say you 
don't know where your specific product is manufactured. So, you know, how do you go about identifying the production hub? So here's a tip. So first of all, you know, go just do a Google search and try to find if there are any articles or buyer guides or uh, any sourcing blogs about that product. Um, you know, in, in some cases, you might be able to find some information online. Now, if you're not able to do that, another option is to do a search for that product on a sourcing directory like Global Sources or Alibaba. And on the search results page, you can look for the number of suppliers in each province. Usually on both websites, they will tell you, they will show you the number of suppliers there are in, in different provinces. And the province with the highest number of suppliers is typically the production hub for that product. So this is an easy way to determine, you know, the production hub of a product category. Okay, another thing to consider is the size of the factory. Now, if your orders are very small, it's usually best to avoid very large manufacturers because they will probably quote higher prices and they will not really care about your orders because your orders constitute a very small percentage of their revenue. Um, but also keep in mind that some of the smaller factories, they might need closer monitoring. And it's also common for factories to subcontract production to, you know, a smaller workshop. And this can also cause quality problems down, down the line. So just be aware of this. And especially if you have your own IP, you might want to prohibit subcontracting in your contract with the supplier. So size of the factory is really important and you want to make sure that you, uh, you're dealing with a factory that is willing to, to work with you, especially if you're sourcing, you know, smaller quantities. Okay, another thing to consider is specialization and equipment. So you want to make sure that you understand your product really well before you start sourcing. You know, is there a special requirement for your product that is a must-have for a factory? For example, do you need, uh, you know, some sort of uh, plating if, if you're sourcing a metal product? Do you need FSC certified wood or do you need, you know, MFI certified products? So just make sure that your, the factory has uh, the equipment that is required for your specific product. So these are six key criteria that you can keep in mind as you define your ideal supplier. And these criteria will help you shortlist your supplier easily and it will help, they will help you eliminate a lot of the suppliers. So let me quickly go through um, the six criteria. So first of all is supplier type. What kind of supplier do you want to source from? Uh, manufacturer, trading company, sourcing agent, or sourcing service provider. That's number one. The second one is regulatory compliance. So you want to make sure that uh, you want to be clear about the testing requirements of your product. The third one is export markets. So you want to make sure that your supplier has experience exporting to the country you're importing into. The fourth criteria is supplier location. You want to make sure that your supplier is based in a production hub for your specific product category. The fifth criteria to consider is size of a factory. You want to make sure that you're not sourcing from a really big factory if you're placing very small orders. 
and the sixth criteria is specialization and equipment you want to make sure that the supplier has the capability to produce the types of products that you are looking for so let's say you've got all of these uh, six criteria and you've defined your ideal supplier based on these criteria so what's the next step after this next what you need to do is search online or search for suppliers at trade shows so let's say you go to a website like you know Alibaba or Global Sources um, use filters to narrow down your search results so there are filters for region export markets um, you'll also find filters for you know verified manufacturers on global sources and uh, these are companies that typically have uh, the word manufacturer on their business license and once you have a list of these companies you know send inquiries to 10 or 12 suppliers or you can also post an RFQ or a request for quotation on any of these websites and uh, you know some buyers prefer to screen each supplier carefully before sending them an inquiry while others might just post an RFQ and and review profiles of suppliers that respond so both approaches you know whether you want to send an inquiry one by one or you want to post an RFQ both approaches work fine but uh, with an RFQ there's a little less work involved because you're only reviewing profiles of companies that have uh, responded to your request whereas when you're sending an inquiry you're doing the supplier screening up front and um, some of the suppliers you send an inquiry to they might not respond to you okay um, also in your email to suppliers you know try to position yourself as a professional importer without misleading them without lying you know give a bit of background about your company about your experience the products that you're focused on um, and clearly say that you're selling online and you're an Amazon seller also if you're just starting out you can say that you've done a few products and you're expanding into this new product line another thing to keep in mind is don't always go for the supplier that offers the lowest price you know at this point what you're doing is just coming up with a list of suppliers that meet your most important criteria and then filtering out the most obvious suppliers that don't fit your criteria and uh, so let's say you've sent out the RFQ and you receive responses from about eight to ten suppliers and as you are reviewing their responses you want to filter out companies that uh, don't reply accurately or they don't give the information that you specifically asked for you know if you ask for information about a blue dress and they're giving you details about red shoes then there can be problems with the company moving forward in terms of communication so it's best to eliminate these companies right away also if you're at a trade show you know look at the products at the booth ask your two to three most important criteria questions like certifications export to my country or are you a manufacturer you know where is your factory located ask all of these questions based on the ideal supplier that you have um, outlined and then um, you know based on these criteria you can ease based on the answers that the suppliers give you you can eliminate suppliers that don't fit your criteria and uh, you know move on to the next supplier the advantage of, of attending a trade show of course is that suppliers generally tend to be more reliable and trustworthy because 
they are putting themselves out there in, in front of buyers. And um, another advantage is, you know, once you've found a suitable supplier uh, that meets your first set of criteria, moving on to the next step is much faster because you can actually touch and feel the products that are on display that are made by the supplier. Whereas when you're sourcing online, you've got to place, um, you've got to order samples. It can take a couple of weeks for the samples to, to be delivered to you and the entire process is longer. Whereas when you're at a trade show or when you're in a wholesale market like Ewu, you can touch and feel the products and you know determine the quality of the products right away. So now let's say you've, um, you know, whether you're sourcing online or you're at a trade show, you've got your, um, you know, three to five suppliers, you've narrowed down your, your list to three to five suppliers that look promising. Um, you know, the next steps are you ordered your samples if you're sourcing online. You confirm the MOQ with the supplier, that's, that's quite important, especially if you're starting out and you just want to test some products. You can also, you know, ask for copies of their, uh, of the product certifications. You can also ask them to fill in a supplier profile. For example, you can create a form that has things like their main markets, customers, their R how many R&D staff do they have, how many employees they have, what are their payment terms, lead time. You know, you can create a simple form that you send out to these suppliers that they actually fill in and then send back to you. So the important thing is that you want to get a sense of the type of company they are, the experience they have, what kind of communication, um, you know, how they communicate with buyers. Um, also keep in mind, you know, price negotiation. That's really the one of the last things that you want to focus on because, um, you know, what good is a low price if if the quality is not good enough, if the return rate is really high, you know, on Amazon. So I would really suggest to stay away from very low value, highly competitive products where profit margins are, are very low. Try to identify a higher value, more differentiated, more unique product where you can be more profitable. And then, you know, the final step of placing an order, of course, is you um, finalize one supplier and then you place your, place your order. There are a couple of things to keep in mind as you're placing orders, the first thing is that you want to define your quality criteria very, very clearly and mention these in the purchase order. And then you can also use the product yourself, you know, make a list of things that you don't like or, or the things that can go wrong with that product. And that really becomes um, your quality criteria for that product. And then the other thing that you have to determine is, of course, the payment. So payment terms are really important. Usually suppliers would uh, ask for 30% advance and 70% after the pre-shipment inspection. So make sure that you discuss payment terms with the supplier. And then of course it's really important to get a pre-shipment inspection done at the very minimum. And you've got to mention this in the purchase order um, that you, you are going to do a pre-shipment inspection. So those were some of the criteria that you need to keep in mind as you search for the China supplier that's right for your business. I hope that was helpful for you. Uh, please feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. You can uh, send me a message on Facebook or you can send me an email at info at 
theasianseller.com. You can also join our Facebook group. Uh, you can join us on Meetup, and we also have a group on Telegram. Just search for The Asian Seller on all of these platforms. All right, that's all for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Goodbye and take care.